Hi, this is Anishka Fernandopoli. I hope this talk supports you in your practice. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button under my picture on dharmaseed.org or go to my website, anushkaf.org, A-N-U-S-H-K-A-F.org, and click on donate. Thanks. I appreciate your support. So good morning, community. We're going to begin this morning with our cell phone ritual of renunciation. And there's a story from the time of the Buddha when he left his uh, home to go off on his spiritual quest. Uh, He was about to cross this uh, river, and in order to sort of take the step into the next life, he chopped off his hair and he took off all of his jewelry that he had. He was from this wealthy uh, class of people, and then gave it to his charioteer friend as part of his renunciation, and then stepped over the river into the his next phase. So you could consider the cell phone in some ways, the chopping off of your electronic hair and uh, giving off. <laughs> so I invite you to come up. Maybe we can come up in both sides of the aisle like this, and then... Um, People can take turns putting the phone in. And if you like, you could put the phone in and yeah, take in your heart your intention for the retreat and give a little bow if you would like. And then you could go back on the outside like that. And then we'll ring the bell for every act of renunciation. So I invite you to come begin our ceremony in this way.
Tara will now escort them to their retreat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In the office, thank you, Tara. And if any of you have been inspired and uh, didn't turn it in but would like to, you could still go to the office later and also uh, allow yourself one to join the others in the retreat in the safe. So yeah, you can breathe out a sigh of relief of freeing yourself, simplifying your life for a few days. <laughs> Get a chance to read the messages from our body, from our heart, uh, from nature. So we'll begin this morning with uh, sitting and I'll say first for the form of sitting, you know, as Pascal mentioned in the uh, introduction last night, in some ways what we're doing is uh, doing nothing in many different postures and then trying to pay attention and see like what is actually true here, what is the nature of this human experience. So some of what we can discover with this is that there's many different sense experiences that happen for us. We can have experiences of sight, of sound, of smell, of taste, of touch. And then we have experiences of the mind. And many times we are occupied with the experience of our mind. So our thoughts about what's happening, our ideas about what's happening, and really living in the story of what's happening. So in the beginning here, particularly, even though thoughts are perfectly fine and a natural part of our human uh, existence, uh, we want to break the trance of being fully engaged in the content of our thinking all the time. So to support us in doing that, we can use the field of the body, awareness of the body, as kind of a place to rest our attention Uh, to just know, like, what is it like to be fully embodied? What is happening here in the experience of the body? And I think particularly for us as uh, LGBTQIA people, like, we often have had the message that uh, we shouldn't be here. You know, we shouldn't be here uh, physically, we shouldn't uh, exist. And so then we have tended often to vacate, you know, vacate the experience of the body. So you could consider this also, in some ways, it's like a radical reclaiming of being present as best we can. So being present, and um, as Tara had mentioned in the sitting also last night, you know, taking our place on this earth with dignity and full presence and connecting with a sense of the ease and well-being that is our birthright as much as anyone's. And uh, along the way to that, you will probably find that you will get distracted. So that also is part of the practice, part of the process, and actually totally fine. So we don't need to get mad at ourselves or our mind or our attention for not staying steadily on one experience of the body. We can kind of anchor the experience with the body and then if we notice that we have departed into the world of thought, and it's totally possible to be mindful of thought, Uh, although somewhat difficult because they're very quick and slippery. So you could have a thought come and you just notice, like, oh, thinking is happening. But if there's a long period in which you've been ruminating on something or other, what you're going to do later, or uh, why this hall is painted the color it is, or any number of different things the mind will take up, whenever you notice that, oh, right, meditating, retreat, yeah, okay, then just gently bring the attention back again, 
rest again with the experience of the body sitting, body breathing. And you could notice, however, the body is manifesting right now. Like sometimes after some intense bout of thought or intense emotion, there's some reverberations in the body. And you can just be with that as it is in this moment. Now also one of the things that we'll find as we're attending to the body is that in some ways there's no such thing as the body, even though I'm giving you the instruction to be present in the body. (laughs) Meaning there's no solid, permanent, continuous entity to be aware of. Like our experience of the body is constantly changing in terms of temperature, in terms of vibration, in terms of a sense of expansion, contraction, in terms of everything. So that's actually totally uh, good to tune into that. And so what we're being with is the range of experiences as they come and go. So you don't need to look for one thing to grab onto uh, that will be a place that is going to stay the same at all because that's not the nature of the body too. Or at least so I'm saying. So you could check it out and see if that seems correct or not. So to begin with, very simply, you can feel even just the sense of the, the body sitting. And it could be even feeling the sense of connection to the floor, to the chair, to your cushion, bench. There's usually a feeling of hardness there, maybe, or contact, a little pressure. <coughs> and you might feel how your feet are. If you can notice anything, it could be vibration, could be coolness, heat, contact with the ground or with your own body. You can feel your hands sitting here, however they are. So we don't need to change any of this. It could be pleasant, it could be unpleasant, it could be in between. Could take a moment to see if there's any unnecessary tensing for holding any tightness in our face Sometimes around the eyes or the jaw, the shoulders. Feel like you can breathe in and as you breathe out, just try to relax, let go of any unnecessary holding there might be there. Getting a sense of breathing in and as you breathe out, just allowing the shoulders to settle, the body to settle into the posture. I feel like to take your intention for the period, sometimes it can help just to lightly frame in your mind what it is that you're up to. So it could be something as simple as, may I be present with the experiences of the body? May I be mindful? May I rest with freedom and ease? 
or for some people the more Buddhist version of may I take refuge in the Dhamma, I take refuge in the Buddha, take refuge in the Sangha, if that's meaningful for you. In some ways a letting go into something larger than the technique or individual practice. We can just feel into whatever is apparent to us about the body sitting, some sense of the aliveness in whatever way it's there. Could be feeling temperature or pressure, vibration. For some, what becomes apparent is that the body is breathing steadily in some way. You don't need to strain for that, but if that becomes apparent to you, then you can tune into that wherever it's easiest to notice it. But really not trying too hard. Just gently sitting, being open to experience of whatever the body is in this moment. The attention is going to something in the field of the mind, of a thinking, planning, remembering, images. You could just notice that. You could either just let it be in the background, if it's light, or if the attention is pulled strongly, notice that, recognize oh, there's thinking, imagining, planning, whichever it might be. And without having to destroy it or hate it. Just gently shift the focus back to the body. Notice how that might be manifesting if it is in the body. From that range of thought or emotion, is there a sense of tension or tightness that's developed? Is there any difference you can feel in the belly, in the chest, in the heart, in the throat? And this way, coming back again to this body sitting, body breathing.
and just being very patient. It's totally fine, however many times we seem to have forgotten, we wake up. Just coming back with some loyalty to taking our embodied, dignified place on the earth. Sitting, breathing, resting in a sense of presence.
just steady as it can be. We can see if we can include all experiences of the body, whether they're comfortable, uncomfortable, what we expect, what we don't expect.
but connecting to the direct experience of the body. Just knowing it from the inside out, whether it's a sense of the expansion, contraction with the breathing, a sense of the coolness or warmth in different areas, a sense of pressure, spaciousness, contraction, vibration. It's being as close as we can to this experience. connected in as much continuity as we can.
So in the last few minutes of our sitting, you can notice how present you might be. We can see if we can bring a greater sense of being connected and present with the body, the experience of life here, this moment. So not by straining or striving, it's by sinking in more, by collecting the energy very gently, settling, settling down, settling in. Brightening the mind, brightening the attention. This quality of presence, of mindfulness, can be there with all experiences. Experiences of contraction, expansion, experiences of sadness, happiness, can know pain, can know pleasure. Nothing needs to be left out. In a few moments, you'll hear the sound of the bell marking the end of our sitting together. If you like, you can see if you can tune in very gently to the field of hearing. You can notice and be with the sound of the bell as it begins, as it rings out, and then even as the sound fades. You can see if you can stay with that sound for as long as there's any ringing at all. If the attention wavers during that time, 
get distracted, whenever you notice that, just gently bring it back again. You can stay with the sense of hearing and hearing the ringing until it's all rung out. Then you can open your eyes and return to the group. So as we begin our uh, retreat together, it's good to be very patient, very kind with the attention, with your practice, with yourself. It's probably always good to be very patient and kind with yourself. But particularly as uh, you might have ideas of like, I was going to come and sit and be peaceful at once and Suddenly the body's itchy and the mind's restless and sleepy and all kinds of things. So just being very patient with whatever it is that's showing up and all of it can be part of our practice. So as among the challenges that we face is uh, can we allow whatever it is that is part of experience to be here? Not claiming it as me or mine Also not projecting it forward like this is going to be like this forever or for the rest of the retreat or rest of the sitting. But okay, this is what it's like right now. And then feeling into that as much as possible. And as talked about coming back to this body in some way like a a loyalty. There's like a loyalty of uh, or devotional aspect to uh, being present with this experience of life, this unique manifestation of life in all its messiness and glory and uh, beauty and sniffling and sleepiness and uh, exuberance and uh, depression and coolness and heat and everything. So in this way also there's some aspect of uh, befriending oneself, you could say, or having a, a quality of of attention that has some sense of this goodwill or metta or friendliness. Like, can I be with this experience of the body, with this experience of life, uh, without pushing things away, without scripting how it's supposed to be? And really the effort that we put forward is uh, so gentle in some ways, like it doesn't need to be very strong and tight. So 
if I say just now, you know, can anyone notice what it's like in your hands? So it takes a slight shift of attention to notice that, however it is. You don't have to stare at the hands or be like, you know, to strain, right? And in fact, if you strain like that, you overshoot it. You know, maybe you feel it, but then there's added unnecessary tension that's there. So really the, ten- the attention can be, you know, very light. The effort can be very light, but the, the trick is to practice with uh, more and more continuity. So as we are able to be present for more and more of these moments, even in this kind of light and gentle way, then it builds a momentum of practice. So for that reason, as we have in each of these periods, like morning period, afternoon period, evening period, sitting, markdown, and walking, sitting, walking, I really encourage you to try to maintain some continuity of practice within that period. So uh, the next period is going to be a walking period, and uh, you know if you need to go to the bathroom or something, that's fine. But um, you know sometimes the monkey mind will suggest all kinds of other activities that could be uh, done during this time. Most of which are probably okay. Have a cup of tea, go to my room. Uh, polish my shoes, something like that. But uh, also, maybe not necessary right now. So the recommendation that will help to build this continuity is you know, from the sitting to go very gently into the walking. And I'll describe to you what that is like um, now as some instructions. And then when the bell rings again, to come back in for the sitting. And then like that for the whole period. Sometimes the mind might be cranky about it. It's like, I don't want to do it. It's boring. I want to do something else. So then you get to go walking with cranky mind. You get to come into sitting with the doubtful mind. It's like, okay, gotcha. Still coming. Plunk. Yeah. So with the walking, this is another aspect of practicing uh, embodiment. uh, Full embodiment for uh, our beautiful, unique experience of life and it really very simply is walking back and forth and as we're walking back and forth being present with what's that like so something that we often overlook because we're busy thinking about stuff or uh, paying attention to anything else than here you know anything else than this heart this body so here we get an experience of uh, practicing this opportunity to practice being present and um this can be challenging too. It can be challenging. It can also feel kind of radical. But uh, there is also like a yeah reclaiming of our place on this earth in this way. So the walking will start with a standing. And so uh, we can uh, do this together as a experiment. So now you might be sitting and folded up in some way and feeling any which way in different aspects. So you can know that we're about to stand. And notice even now, like as the energy might be changing, there might be some revving up uh, excitement, right? So I'm going to invite you to stand up, but to stand up in an unusual way, which is to notice what it's like as you're shifting from sitting to standing. And uh, you don't need to do it super slow, but you could do it in a slightly more maybe aware or... uh, yeah, exaggeratedly slow-ish manner than you might usually, just so you can notice. So feel what it's like. What's it like as a human to unfold yourself from sitting and standing? 
So you could feel whatever the different tension is or movement and So here we are now, having become bipedal. So you could feel what it's like. Now you might feel the pressure on the feet, and you might notice it being different in left foot, right foot. You can feel into the whole body standing. And yeah, like with the sitting, you can feel a sense of dignity in the standing. I'll say also that uh, if you become very sleepy when you are having a sitting period in the hall, it also is considered totally fine to choose to stand, so in this way that we did. First, you can try opening your eyes as you're sitting, but if you're still sleepy, you could decide to uh, mindfully stand up and then continue the practice standing. But so now we're going to take another radical step of uh, actually movement. And we can begin by maybe swaying a little bit back and forth, and this could be the beginning of shifting to a walk. There's some movement now. It's like the trees are swaying. And you can just feel what that feels like, a change in energy, a movement. So now you can come to rest on one side, and we'll take one, very small step forward. So lifting up the foot, moving it forward, placing on the ground, and just being present with what that feels like. It could be a different change in temperature, and now we're resting on the front foot. I'm going to take another little half step up to meet that foot. So lifting, moving, placing. And now we're back to standing. And then we'll do it again. We'll take one short step backwards now. So shifting to one side, lifting, moving, placing. And then again, lifting, moving, placing. So coming to standing again. Now I invite you to uh, return to the seated posture and notice what it's like as you're shifting back to sitting too. So that was the beginning of the walking meditation and uh, I'll show you now for the whole uh, thing. So basically we will go for the walking period to some uh, place and you could go inside, you can go outside. Uh, this walking meditation room down these back stairs. Um, there's one that you entered this hall if you came this direction to, And then there's a few other ones scattered around. Or you could go outside also uh, and walk on the grass, walk on the uh, driveway. So you basically will pick some walking lane you could say and it's maybe... Yeah, 10, 15, 20 paces long. But uh, in this tradition, the form is to have an end point. And one of the benefits of having the end point is so that it's easier to remember if you space out when you get to the end, right? Oh yeah, okay, practicing mindfulness, walking meditation. 
sometimes if you go for a walk, there could be a long period of time in which you're kind of like lost and stuff. So you could go for a walk after lunch or something. Like going for a walk is also good. But for these periods, I would recommend to do this in some, uh, you know, slightly formal way. And basically we're doing something very simple, just like the sitting and breathing, uh, walking back and forth and just trying to be present as we're doing that. So in the beginning, you're just feeling yourself standing as we just did. So now I'm feeling the weight and the feet and yeah, even just noticing some tension in muscles or the balance. And then just beginning walking and I've already kind of eyeballed, okay, the end of this, the stair there is going to be the, my stopping point. And as I'm walking, I'm feeling what it feels like in the movement of the legs and the feet. Noticing the temperature, the change the pressure, you come to the end and feeling standing again, and then feeling what it's like to turn around, like, oh, a whole new area that I didn't see. And then walking back again. And you can do this at any speed, so if you want to do it more slowly, you can. If you're doing it more slowly, you might notice even each step of, each stage of a step. So. Each step could have many different stages, in fact. You know, there's the heel lifting, the ball of the foot lifting, the front lifting, the toes lifting, the movement, and then the placing and the pressure as it goes down. And if it's helpful, you could note in your mind, like very lightly, stepping, stepping, or here lifting, moving, placing. But really most of the attention is on the experience of the body in motion. So then as I'm doing this, maybe periodically I'll start to think of something and then when I notice that, just coming back, being more present again with the body and then turning around. And then if you're feeling uh, sleepy or if it feels helpful, you could also walk like at a relatively fast pace or brisk pace. Sometimes that can help to wake up a little bit. And then maybe you're just feeling the whole body moving through space and then stopping and turning around. So you can move at whatever pace feels most helpful for developing uh, mindfulness, so being present. And you could also notice when the attention departs into thinking or uh, being distracted by squirrels or whatever, then uh, yeah, just notice that and just come back again. And there's something else that we uh, call kind of guarding the sense doors a little. So it doesn't mean that you're uh, you know, pushing things away, but in some ways just allowing yourself to focus on the experience of the body in motion. And you can also feel, you know, might feel the temperature of the air, you might hear sounds, but as a place to arrest the attention, it can be helpful to feel the, the movement of the body. And primarily we want to make a distinction between being lost in thought and being embodied. Right? So recognizing when we're lost in thought and then kind of shifting back to the embodiment. And being very patient, even if it's a hundred times that that toggle happens that you forgot. You're doing this practice, and then like, oh, right, okay, coming back, like that. Also, uh, you don't need to feel pressured to walk the same pace as other people. So you might feel some people walking, see them walking like super slow. If you want to try that, you can. But if you try it and it's like, hmm, it's better for me to walk faster, that's totally fine too, right? So... Uh, you don't need to feel peer pressure and speed uh, of walking. Uh, 
So let's see if there's any questions about that practice. Okay. Do you want to add anything, Pascal? We got uh, a note this morning that I thought could be, um, um, that I could uh, read to you because I thought it was expressing really well the need here. So uh, one of us in this community here says, um, I look different. I need to feel safe, especially here. Gawking is really a drag. I know the occasional stare happens, but I feel less safe, uh, less ease and freedom. And so, uh, yeah, I think it says it all. So the gift uh, here that we can give each other, the gift of um, the gift of solitude. We come as a community and we give give each other the space, the gift of uh, protection. So we give each other the the right, the the to be unguarded to be fully who we are, want to be, to explore who we are. So that's it's a delicate uh, and beautiful thing to offer. And so being aware uh, of this, that we come here as a community to give space for each of, of us to bloom and vibrate and resonate in the way that uh, uh, feels um, Right, and so we give the, this to each other that uh, possibility. And so we can keep as a community this uh, intention alive in us. Uh, and that's also a training. So we're on a training ground, it's good. It's a training that we can do. Okay, so thank you for being uh, very uh, caring with this. And uh, enjoy the walk, if possible. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.